co-op mode. I'm Ben Teed. With me, I have Chris Lowe. And that's it. I mean, Josh was supposed to show up, but we'll maybe he'll join us here. We don't know yet. But today we have a very special. I don't. It's not a numbered episode or anything like that. Episode of co-op mode reviews of Metal Gear Solid Five or V, uh, the Phantom Pain. We also can talk a little bit about. Uh, at least a little bit about uh, um, um, the the precursor that came out last year, um, Ground Zero. Yeah, uh, and that's probably a great place to start because um, I don't think I've ever. I just remember that t- thing exists. I you know yeah after spending on for me a hundred hours in the Phantom Pain, it, it is a little weird to think about what exactly Ground Zeroes was. And I don't actually think I talked to you about Ground Zeroes that much either since I've played it. Because the we weeks, really talked about the week leading up to the game, I think the early September, I was like, I'm gonna play it like the weekend before it comes out. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna everything. You know, the wife's gonna be working that night. I'm gonna be sitting down. I'm gonna be right in front of the television. I'm gonna play the whole thing all the way through and experience it all for the first time. And and uh, and I actually I was worried because of the reviews I heard not it not being you know as you know filled with information or you know what's to come but actually um now that i'm finished with both entries i'm actually very satisfied with ground zeros i thought that was a great intro um i didn't buy it at the full price i got it at like a cheaper i think i got it for like a steam stuff steam sale for like yeah, like fifteen bucks or whatever like that. But like, I don't know if I would have paid that, that forty for it. That definitely helped soften the blow. Yeah, I guess that's kind of why I didn't really, I didn't really complain or anything like that. But, but I also wasn't complaining I because I, I, I think I spent, I think I spent ten bucks on it myself. So. Yeah, I, but you know what? That... And then like two months later, it was on Xbox Live, <laughs> so Oh, uh, yeah, that is kind of yeah. I remember, oh, I remember that happening. Uh, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. But anyways, I didn't complain because I, in another week or two, I had phantom pain to talk about or to start playing but scratching that surface i think with ground zeros it, it's it definitely i don't know if you've gone back and tried it or played it and i i have and there's a few things that feel different like the binoculars and and some of the movements and the way things drive and stuff like that how you drive the character oh, um really? it, it there's it's just a tiny bit uh, left unpolished i think in comparison to phantom pain you know how, how much time I spent with the tight, tight controls of, uh, of Phantom Pain in comparison to these loose controls that you would find in Ground Zeroes. It's almost like they, they fine-tuned it in the, whatever, year and a half or whatever that they had in between time of releasing the game. So, And, and honestly, um, I think the, the one thing that bothered me in Ground Zeroes ended up being the thing, the thing that I was totally comfortable with in uh in phantom pain and that was uh Kiefer sutherland uh being yeah. playing it was fine snake yeah oh it by the end of the game of phantom pain i didn't care it, yeah i was totally fine I, it was it was second nature at that point you know and I how mean, much I mean, we spoke. can really get it we can really get into why it doesn't matter <laughs> later but... yeah we can yeah i was gonna say we're gonna try to start <laughs> off with non-spoilers and then bust into like there'll be a real good like division of of the time we spend with with spoiler non-spoiler stuff but first we're going to start with the spoiler stuff just to entice people to play the game does that sound good oh yeah cool all right so 
Well, let's see. I mean, do we want to? First of all, your first impression. When when did you play uh, uh, Ground Zeroes? Was that over the summer? Ground. Oh man, when was it? Um. Oh man, I don't even remember exactly because I played it twice. I played it one time. I bought it when it was on sale for ten dollars. Probably sometime in the summertime. Well, I mean, it definitely was spring or summer. And then I played through every single Metal Gear game. And then I replayed Ground Zeroes. And then, and then the Phantom Pain game. So. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I started playing Phantom Pain, like, the whole franchise was fresh in my mind. Yeah. Uh, oh, that that's true, too. Yeah. So, I, I was playing all the Metal Gear Scanlan stuff, too. I was playing along with the... With you know each entry and stuff like that so that was real easy for me to to bust through that uh throughout the whole year leading up to this uh to this september or whatever and then when september hit i have a metal gear solid summer tradition i i always play through the metal gear games every summer it's like christopher Um, lee and the lord of the rings (laughs) books he reads them once every year or now he doesn't but oh uh, yeah yeah now he doesn't now he does. I'm not gonna be able to do that with the Phantom Pain. That's for sure. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, that's a very good. Unless you just main mission it the whole well, time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just do what I always thought I could do with Peace Walker and just load up the thing and replay the main mission. You but, could you could do that with all your. Yeah, now that you have a finished playthrough, you can just load up I mean, your your save and jump right in and pick up whatever. It doesn't ruin anything to say. Yeah, you get thrown back into the ACC and you play whatever so. i guess you won't have those timed uh story uh cut scenes or whatever when you, when you get out i of guess Mother that Ridge. i guess i guess also that specific that, that specific set of missions that are actually on a time like there where actual time in the factor i don't know if that would even that's be very, yeah that's a good point but, maybe not so so <clears throat> Yeah. But either way, yeah, it, w- it would be fun. You know, it's something I need to do one day is go back through and, like, mess around with, like, now that I have, like, all kinds of gear and stuff, really mess around with some of those earlier things. So, you know, maybe that'll be something I will do during Metal Gear Summer is try and, like, S-rank stuff or something. Metal know. Gear Summer. That's cool. So, your impressions of Ground Zeroes, like I said, you heard me say that I was, I actually... I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Oh, and, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, and it yeah. got me super excited because I'm like, I, oh I, man, that moved fast, or that looked that looked really good. If the whole game, it like had this. me. Uh, even the, the you know the like oh yeah, I mean, from the very beginning, I was like, oh shit, like you you said that like the controls didn't feel as tight as it did with Pain, and like I'd have to go back and I'd have to go back, but when I first played it, I'm like, oh shit. Finally, Metal Gear feels modern. Like it oh. controls like a proper game. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, I should, I should, I should rephrase that too. I should say it's actually still very tight. It's just, it's just slightly different. Oh yeah, just so slightly different than Phantom oh, yeah. Pain. Uh, but it noticeable enough to go, oh, this ain't the same. Or uh, you know, obviously all the buttons are the same and everything. So that's all. But, You're uh, all good there. But... Yeah, gameplay wise though. It, it is just a great sample of like what was going to be to come, like because, like what I I would compare like how open and emergent some of like the stealthiness like in the areas are in this game. I would probably compare it to how I approach 
like Deus Ex, and that like I will just have you would just have this giant large area, and you can approach it from so many different angles, and like just the feeling of exhilaration from infiltrating a place, and it's not scripted. Like like I'm just doing this really cool like beginning of a Michael Bay movie, like the rock shit, and like it's not scripted. Like I'm making all this happen, and it was always it was weird, like because I'm like, okay, so Metal Gear Solid is gonna be open world. When I first heard that, I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know. Because that's the whole point. But, you like coming in for that story, that structure. You're going down that hallway, like of of certain. Well, the fear was like going open world would would I would lose. Yeah, some of that structure would be removed, and then all of a sudden it would become loose and. Like, open world games have gotten better at feeling tighter. Where, like, going back to, like, Grand Theft Auto 3, like, you usually sacrifice a lot of, like, you'll usually experience a lot of gank to, to have that open worldness. But that was something I didn't get from Ground Zeroes and then going into Phantom Pain. Like, it was weird. I was, so the thing I was afraid of the most was the open world nature. I came away feeling like this is the natural evolution of Metal Gear game. Like, I feel like this is what Hideo Kojima wanted to do with the original Metal Gear. Like, this is what he really wanted. Like, that's how I felt about it. Or at least Peace Walker, you know, because you can, you can kind of see the very beginnings of that with Peace Walker, which I actually need to go back. I only played the first oh, yeah. first few missions of it, and then I had to watch the rest on YouTube, uh, you know, which is no way to experience that story. But Yeah, that game was practiced for Metal Gear Solid Five, sure. That's cool, though. I really like that. It's, I mean, even in terms of how the story is structured and how there's another part to it, it's totally from Peace Walker. It's really kind of weird, actually. Man. Like, how many times the credits roll? Like, that's that that was Peace Walker. That's so weird. <laughs> so, Ground Zeroes ends with a cliffhanger, sort of. And, uh, and it, it opens a trailer up for, you know, the Phantom Pain, which I was going to get, you know, at the time I had seen that trailer, I was going to see it in a week. I'm going to get to be able to play it, blah, blah, blah. You know, so... I, what was cool about, you know, about Ground Zeroes as well is... There's these side missions as well that that you go on the same. You're pretty much it's the same island, you know, different times of the day or different missions or different you know things, and it's very similar to that open worldness that comes with Phantom Pain as well. Because there are, there are missions you know in Phantom Pain where you go to the same place, you go pretty much to the same camps, the same trails, the same little shanty towns more than once and at different times of the day. That's and, right out of Peace Walker too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, the kind of especially in Ground Zero, the whole like accessing like side ops from the menu and then like going back into that area that that was all definitely right out of Peace Walker. It's excellent. So, I guess we can bust right into Phantom Pain because that's kind of where this takes off. It was a very short amount of time between me playing the game or, and playing Ground Zeroes and playing this one, and of course, you know. Well, we can talk about, like, like we talked about the gameplay of Ground Zeroes. We can kind of talk about, like, there's not a ton of story. There, it, It's mostly bridging the gap between Peace Walker and what's going to be happening in Phantom Pain. So, like, 
very specific there's really things. no reason yeah. there's, there's really no reason to even spoiler there's really not, no reason to even talk about the spoilers in ground zero to be honest um but like the tone i think is really important like because the tone they set um feels very different i think previous middle years oh that. very good point it feels i i hate to describe everything that's feeling dark but that's just it's not even just like it feels dark it's violent it's like more violent than previous metal gears now in terms of like how everything you've played the entirety of peace walker and i've seen most of the most of the films and stuff you know most of the the little cutscenes and movies and stuff i would imagine the ending you know spoil you know maybe tiny bit of spoiling metal gear solid 3 what happens at the end of metal gear solid 3 leading you into peace peace walker would you say that there's i mean i don't know because i i mean i i don't really i never really caught any of that stuff but snakes uh uh feeling you know boss i guess at that point um he is is he is is there a much more melancholy tone in peace walker as well and you know maybe a little bit darker Uh, or is is it still kind of midway you know it's hard for me to describe that anything before Ground Zeroes had a specific tone because, like, Metal Gear games always have, like, multiple tones. Yeah. Because, I'd agree like, with that. I, Peace Walker feels more anime than any of the previous ones have. So it's like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, some. Yes, there are scenes where, like,. I mean, thematically, it is thematically a sequel to Metal Gear Solid 3 and that, like, it is about Snake dealing with, like, what he's found out about the boss and how he feels about it and how he feels about being a soldier and stuff. And what ultimately but happens to at the same character. time, you have, you have, like, a character named Dr. Strangelove and you have a story that's basically Dr. Strangelove, or how I learned to stop wearing a love bomb, plus, um, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, like, it, 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 it's just this big anime crazy thing. <laughs> and you, you're in a fight, and when you have a climactic fight to, like, to a song that sounds like a theme song to an 80s era anime, like, it's, I, I, I can't describe the tone of the Peace Walker, it's just, Are you talking about the, uh... anime. When you're talking about the the final fight, are you talking about uh, a, a particular AI? The first final fight. No. Oh. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Not that final fight. Oh. Okay. You're talking it's, about. There's a there's a scene in Peace Walker when you attack a base and then there's a helicopter and the song play and the song and there's a song. Um, what is it called? I can't even remember. There's an instrumental version in Metal Gear Solid Five. You can find. You can find I... it on a tape. I think I know exactly what you're talking about, what scene you're talking about. The final, final fight. No, 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 not the final, final fight. It's an earlier fight. Okay. It's not the final, final fight. Alright. It's, yeah, it's like... Yeah, not quite. But anyway... At some point, yeah, you and I, I have I, to uh, sit down and try to Ground co-op Zero's that one, is, too. Ground Zero is decidedly darker and, and, and more... Um, Maybe even existential 
Um, oh, and go and especially going into Phantom Pain than Beast Walker. Beast Walker is like uh, is is more like it's on its way. To it. Yeah, there's a real in terms of what story. It is. There's a yeah. real shade falling over pretty much the the the, the production and you know and, and like what's actually happening in terms of how much they're they're showing uh, in those opening moments of of Phantom Pain specifically. Um, it can get a little gory, even in some ways. Oh I'm yeah, ta- I'm talking particularly the hospital scene, uh, which I don't think is spoiling anything. I just feel like you know, at this point, it's the opening of the game, so it's probably not that. Inc- and they know. teased like even in Ground Zero at the end with a specific end scene. They kind of teased. I-, I felt like they teased and prepared you for like this is about to get a lot more violent than you've seen in the Metal Gear game. Yep. Absolutely. And definitely the beginning of Phantom Pain is like yeah man this is you know fucking war like yeah and I I liked it like I, I honestly like I didn't I enjoyed just watching all that killing what I'm saying is I like the tone of like when it came down to it like like you're you're in this private military company your job is to go and you know take contracts to help people in their war efforts but it every point this game is 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 trying really hard to make you feel like war really sucks and really like in the most effective way like the way the way i felt a lot of the time with things like it's really hard for me to describe i probably would something i compare to would probably be like saving private ryan just how it made me feel terms of just all of the suck like thematically i see yeah i i, I get those you know vibes I mean? as well he's done but he's done that he's done that since since metal gear solid you know I oh think, yeah i mean I he's always it's, I mean, always it's always been it's about it's always been like, about war sucks nuke suck yeah like I mean, but i i, I fan and pain really takes it to like a new level Like, there are times where I felt like, you know, certain scenes that we can get into in spoiler scene where I felt, like, really disgusted. Oh, and and yeah. that was good. Because it was intentional. It was really disgusted by things that were happening in a way that, like, not a lot of games make you feel that way ever. And I I, I liked how effective those things were. The, the, the fact that a game can make you feel that, that, that way. Yeah, I, I I felt the exact same way. Um, I you know it, all of this is is the backdrop for this really well constructed tight action game, as well. Um, I can't I, I cannot I don't know how else to express or hi, or honestly hype. I mean, I'm not I'm not just trying to sit there and blow smoke or or, or anything or, or try to celebrate this game. You know. In, in any sort of um, dishonest way, I, I 100% think that this is one of the best action games uh, in terms of controls and and uh, and mm-hmm. and just and the way that there's these little details about the world as you're exploring them that make you just kind of stop and kind of look or like during the moment um, and they're really hard to describe it sometimes. Uh, because when you, when you're in the middle of a mission and 
you you feel like you're in control you feel like you're prepared you know because every single mission even those side ones chris you have to go through a uh what is it like a like a a loadout screen where you pick your guns you pick your grenades you pick all your equipment and weapons you pick a buddy to go out with you sometimes out in the battlefield which is which is new and 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 exclusive only to the phantom pain that is not in ground zeros um you can choose vehicles all sorts of stuff yeah you you are preparing take tanks they could catch (laughs) exactly you you're pretty much preparing yourself for a test and one of the best things about this game and you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say the best thing about this game are the mistakes that you make in those missions. When those mistakes happen, you could hit pause, restart, reload your 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 mission or whatever. I think the game shines the best when when you just let those mistakes happen and you see those mistakes through to the end. Like like let's say you accidentally triggered something or an explosion or a guard is alerted or something like that and how you deal with that is the game to me to me that is what makes that game so so real so goddamn just exciting and and it turns that's the tension because if you suddenly just and it never feels manufactured like it it never feels like it, it always feels like when it does happen like it wasn't intentional like it wasn't like the game wasn't game scripting it wasn't um it wasn't just because A happened, B happens because that's the way the game is designed. It's just because of how good all the systems work together to give you those opportunities. So that you know what they call emergent gameplay. Right. No. And and the other thing we've played so many games, Chris. We we're almost to, we're almost to episode fifty on our own show. Like or at this at this point we have we have yet to record it episode fifty. I don't know when this is going to come out. Uh, whenever SB wants to put it out, I guess. Um, one of the things that that we that is a theme throughout all the games that we've played before in terms of the deaths in every game and 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 losing a life or or having to start over is this trial and error type of of um i guess gameplay i was trying to think of a different word than gameplay but there's there's the structure that that you have to oh you know get so far find out that it's a dead end or find out that it's not a good way to go and then you try a different route. And sometimes, yeah, you die in, in Phantom Pain. You die a couple times, several times. Um, and you have to maybe rethink your, your strategy or whatever. But, when yeah, when, when there's these unscripted moments of action and excitement and stuff like that, honestly, that feels like I'm, I am an agent on a real mission sent by my mother, ba- you know, mother base to seek this out. And things don't go right. So the exciting part is to... to you know, run back and, and retreat or take cover or whatever. There's all these different things that just build the tension and pull and, and, and push throughout the whole mission. And those end up being, so these things, these missions can last for hours if you wanted them to, in some ways, depending on how you play them. It's one of the most exciting things about it. It's just like, I, like early, especially early in the game when I had less tools, felt less confident about certain things like i remember one specific mission where you had to go to a base mountain you had to find somebody and extract them um it was on top of a mountain in kabul afghanistan and there is a there's an area on a road and you go further back and there's a, like 
um, temporary camps, and then there's a, um, I guess you call it a bunker. You can go underground there. And that whole mission probably took me over 90 minutes just because of how careful my infiltration was, how carefully I was I was infiltrating, planning C4 on things I was going to blow up um, as far as communications or use as distractions if I needed to. Um, and that... That, and I just under and I just understated something else that's really cool about just like how at every turn in this game, this is one of the only games that when I'm playing it, as especially as a stealth game in an open world where if I feel like I should be able to do something, I can. So I'm like, if I plant like a movie, I feel like if I'm infiltrating this place, I'm going to I'm John Rambo. I'm going to plant C4 in this thing. I'm gonna use it as a distraction. <laughs> if I set this off later. Like, people should come because of the way the system is set up. Like, they hear an explosion, they should come looking over here. And that totally works. Like, if you get someplace, you want, if you get to the opposite end of where you set C4, you want to lighten up security from where you are. You can set off that C4, and because the game doesn't have this switch on or off, like, run full alert or not, they have levels of alertness. Like, something's gone off, that doesn't mean they know where you are. It doesn't even mean they're even looking for you. They're just looking over there dealing with the fact that something exploded. So you use that as that distraction in a way that I don't feel like has really worked or been exhilarating as it is in a game like this. But just the super, but the open world infiltration stuff, it's, nothing really gets it down. Nothing else has really gotten it down like this. And it's all, it is the length. Like there are so many missions and that spends so much time in each mission. That's what's exciting. It's yeah. like, I spent 90 minutes on this mission. I still have a bunch more to do. That's so cool and exciting. I'm going to do so, the next one so if a you different time, way. So if you times that by all the missions that you've finished and stuff like that, you add up those hours. I mean, I I spent so much time on these side missions or getting a special you know, gun or a gunsmith or uh, collecting uh, old mother base uh, uh, soldiers or you know, different things. I, I, it seems kind of strange to say, but I spent $60 on this game, and I, I really, I mean, getting your money's worth isn't even even an issue anymore when it comes to, like, I spent 100 hours on this game. Like, I, I plan to play more. You said like, you've never spent that much time on a game before, have Never. You? I don't think I've ever broken over 40 hours in a game before. Like, that, 40 might be Mass Effect. Like, one playthrough of Mass Effect might be... 40 hours oh, and uh, any of the mass effect games um and and i've tried skyrim and i've tried fallout and i've tried all all sorts of different types of games and not that i can't it's not that i don't like them it's that i never stick with them because it's just there's so much there that it's daunting and i feel like well i could probably finish more games if i just played these other game you know these 20 hour games or you know 30 hour games or whatever and, and get more games under my belt rather than, and plus we're doing them for the show, you know, that it's hard to sit down and give an RPG this long, you know, all, all this attention, um, especially since I want to explore and look at all the side stuff. Can you imagine how many, how much time I could spend in, in a mission, in a, in a world like this? Now I know. And, but you know what though? Those, yeah. that hundred hours just flew by. I felt like, you know, some some moments uh, in the game, I the the time I started tapping my foot, like all right, when are we gonna get to something, was really never like in the moment. Whenever I'd stop mm-hmm. playing the game for the night, 
and go to bed or or go to work <laughs> go to work the next day or whatever i'm sitting there thinking like man i am doing a lot of missions where i'm really where it just doesn't move the story at all like i i think about the game when i'm not playing it thinking you know what is what is the deal like in terms because that it would be probably my biggest nitpick of the whole nitpick and my big my biggest problem with the whole experience is the story but since that's in it's spoiler territory let's finish up some of that the other stuff before we really break oh, into yeah. my problem of this of of pretty much the lack of narrative in some of the in some ways um in some ways not complete lack of narrative i don't i, I there is stuff here um and, and some of the stuff there is good, but once it, once again, we'll get into why and into what we you. I'm very excited to hear it because I I avoided every. Well, we definitely will have to talk about. That. So yeah. So anyways, going back to some of the some of the mechanics, you're absolutely right. You know the the, the sneaking into and, and having these crazy possibilities as time goes on. That you're it's right. It's the, the most exciting. They gave you. And it's what I want it's other all games the options, to steal. The fact that they all. <coughs> oh yeah. I'm. I'm. Um, the most exciting thing too, I, to me, is all the games we're gonna get here in the future. Now that we're now it's uh past the the time of of Metal Gear Five. What are we gonna get in the future here now? Like, are we gonna get some? And I don't even mean just from Konami and Metal Gear. I'm I'm talking about what are we gonna get from? Because who knows what we're gonna get from Konami? But <laughs> what what are we gonna get in the future yeah. in terms of like stealth or just open world in general? Because this is a game changer. What's what's a what's a post Metal Gear Five Grand Theft Auto look like? It's I mean, this game, in terms of what it does for stealth gameplay in an open world, is, is I, I feel like it's as groundbreaking in terms of making stealth gameplay work in an open world with so much, with with all of the systems that you need working behind it, all of the different equipment and gear work. I feel like it's as important as like Metal Gear Solid was in 1998, like breaking ground and like. You know that that's that tactical stealth game. <clears throat> Sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. Um. What was I? <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Um. So going back to like the whole like like infiltrating everything, and also and and, and going back to the options, it really goes down. It really also comes down to. Like, there's a lot of systems, and while some things aren't explained very well, and I, like, I can get into that, like, some of the time, and that's a bit complained um, some of the time, it is all very well integrated in terms of, like, its depth. So, like, just from a base, I, I don't feel like there is, very often when you have an open world game with a lot of systems, it's very easy to say, like, well, no one thing feels great. It's kind of the sum total. I feel like the shooting in this game is really good. Like, I can just walk around and shoot things and have fun. Like, you've got the full thinning, of course. Um, and then there's just the basics of stealth. Like, and not just the tools that you have. There's the basic system of, like, if you don't have a sneaking suit, you have to crawl on the ground or walk slowly. They can't see you as well at night as in, as in daytime. And then there's the elements they've incorporated from, of course, it's a big, vicious cycle. One game inspires another, which inspires another, and then the game that originally inspired the game that inspired the previous games is now inspired by the new games. Games are inspired by Metal Gear. Metal Gear is now inspired by, like, Far Cry, and that, like, you go to your... Yeah. 
you go attack, you know, you're about to infiltrate a base and you mark go from everybody. multiple angles and mark everybody with your binoculars and then eventually with a certain, with, with a specific character who can do that for you. Um, like, all of that stuff, all of those systems are all very well designed on their own. I feel like it raises a new level because some games don't, like, achieve those individual systems, don't do them really well. I, I'm really into system-based games. That's why I really like, for example, Shadow of Mordor, because that was an open-world game where its individual systems were all really, really good. And as much as there is in this game, there's a lot in this game. It's crazy. Usually a lot, usually a game that really pulls off its systems really well focuses on a few systems. This game's got its stealth system. It's, it's, it's base management system. Oi. You know, it, and then there's the online systems, which you and I probably didn't even delve into that much. But the FOB, not much. No, I didn't. I didn't even touch that stuff. So there's a whole nother layer of, to this game that like you can get into. Which, Something tells me though that I, it was okay that I didn't, because th- there were moments where oh, I, I'm fine. <laughs> there's a part. There's a part. That's see that that we can talk about here now without spoiling anything. Is, I mean, there's that kind of gets into annoyances for me. Yeah. Spending too much time in those menus, in your iDroid and stuff that's, like that. Like the iDroid so is a cool to... idea, but like I I really don't care. Like they not... could have just used some more filters in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some of the uh, when you when you're in those when you're in the the iDroid and you're trying to um, manage your base and get the guys around stuff like that. While it is it, it's very meaningful. In a in a particular part of the game, when you have all your your uh, guys, uh, you know, and you see their names of the guys you captured, and and you see uh, like all these different uh, um, uh, places you can send them because they have particular uh, uh, um, specialties or whatever, and oh, you've got to build up your your intelligence and your base. You always got to uh, go to your uh, your medical you know build those up because that's going to help you and stuff like that but honestly i don't know i i either i just went along with it went along for the ride and just kind of experienced really no change or anything i didn't really notice the difference other than other than fultoning a ton of dudes of what? i didn't know like like let's say let me just use an example that you, you that we'd understand that we'd both understand um you would want to up your R&D. You want to you want to make your base for you want to make your R&D base part of your uh, mother base first. Then you want to uh, upgrade it, you know, and stuff like that throughout. And then uh, pretty much capture guys that are good for it. You know, oh, I got an A plus in R&D. You know, when when you you have a specific thing with your int scope, uh, you can see different grades for different dudes. Uh, and, and, you know, you capture them and you build that up and, and you, Hey, your R and D's working excellent. I didn't really notice Chris. I didn't really notice any difference whether or not I grabbed R and D dudes or not. I really didn't. I, oh. I, mean, I, I, I didn't know if, so, if any, so the, the granularity and, and how much like the different level, like the different, uh, like how good certain characters were, how leveled up a certain team was. That granularity wasn't something that like you saw like like the like the benefit of or or or, or really affect how you played the game. 
Right. You and I, you saying. and I just went along for the ride anyways. We were just, we were encouraged to go. Grab... Was, it was different for me. I actually was into the granularity. Okay. To a certain point. I, I was, I would, I would capture these guys and then it would make no difference to me whether or not they were a part of my group or not. I felt like in, 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 in a very kind of like placebo kind of way oh you're capturing guys you're doing well blah 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 and then there were moments like you need to get more people you need to get more people in your base i'm like i am i'm capturing every guy out here well, like <laughs> well see i see that as a positive what you just illustrated i actually see that as a positive i think we had different experiences because like for me it was really important that i raise a certain team because like i would eye a certain piece of equipment that was going like i eyed a, there was a couple pieces of equipment that throughout this game i wanted to make sure developed because they contributed most of my gameplay style um so i think systems were there for me to have control over what i wanted to have control over where i think all you had to worry about was making sure that you had dudes so that stuff was getting better and stuff was developing so that when you needed something you could have so that worked for you fine in the background you didn't care about the granularity but did, did you feel like it ever got in the way, though? Or was it just there for you? Because I would say it's positive that it was just there for you. You didn't necessarily need that granularity, but the systems were there for you and they still benefited. Or do you feel like that stuff has gotten in the way? For you? Well, I don't think it got in the way. It was more like something to tide me over to work on while I planned my next mission or my next move. So while I'm waiting for something to upgrade... You know, oh, I got about six more minutes before my rocket, or my RPG is ready. Why don't I spend some time in my iDroid uh, getting my base, you know, hook up my base with some new stuff. Or, or you know, uh, shift some guys around, you know, move them from my uh, medical team to my R&D team or my intel team or whatever. Like, get them, get them all thinking, you know get them put in a place where where i can customize or whatever it was more like like a, a busy work it felt like in some ways um and, and i mean i i mean if, if yeah, all i had to do was fault guys, just... if all i had to do was just fault guys and 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 essentially that's what it ended up becoming was just me faulting guys and then just auto assigning people to their yeah. home their homes it i didn't... mean outside of that all you had to do was choose what you want to develop and then like what base to add in that right yeah um so when it comes time to like kind of walk around your mother base and kind of admire some of the things that you felt like you were a part of and that you built up um it does feel good that you know going to mother base I'll, i will admit it's a lot better than it was in uh in peace walker that's for damn sure you didn't even get to walk around the, you didn't get to see the fruits of your benefit or your, the fruits of your labor uh, uh in in I mean, the way walker. it looks hardly ever changed peace walker Right. That, that wasn't really a thing. New things were attached to your mother base, Peace Walker, but like you could look at a 3D view of it, but that wasn't. A you never got to walk around, um, though, right? I, I wish I wish there were I wish there was more to do when you returned to mother base. Though. Um, yeah. Luckily, you didn't really have to. Luckily, the game didn't require you to return that much. Um, yeah, there were moments it where required they required you to. I mean, it requires you to return a certain amount to raise your your morale to wash up which i would say is dumb but i think it's good that they designed that because there are things that you have to return to mother base for to see as far as cutscenes that the game won't automatically that you won't see 
if you don't return. So the game, I like that the game had gave you a reason to return on your own so that you could just stumble into these cutscenes and stuff. I thought so. Um, but I don't know. They built all that there. I, I think like they, they, they spent like Konami spent like resources developing the ability for you to walk around other base that I would have thought there'd be more to do <laughs> other than uh, beat up my, my which is fun. I loved just running around rocket rocket punching my crew, my staff because by the time I unlocked rocket punch, I didn't really get to use it in the field. That's like one of the most disappointing things to have in that game. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Did you ever unlock Rocket Punch? I did, yeah, and I, I really liked using it. Um, there were moments though where you I used thought it in the field. I did use it out in the field a few times, but it never it never popped into my head to use tactically. Like it was more like, oh, here's a, here's a tiny little base with like four dudes. Let me see if I can use the rocket thing. Like, let me try it out here before I actually use it in a mission, and then end up not using it in a mission, mostly because I thought yeah. it would be disruptive. And that's what happened. So I mean, that's what happened to me too. Um, yeah. Cause, oh, oh yeah, no, no, continue. Oh no, I was actually gonna shift on you. Um, I was, I was gonna start. Um, start yeah, sh- I mean, we it. should probably talk about some sound and music stuff because there's a big part of it for me. Yeah, it was. It, there's like, uh, go ahead. One of my all-time gaming memories, like one of my all-time like takeaways from this game for me, and like gaming memories when I look back is going to be like running around doing side ops listening to Manny. Yeah. Which it's just a weird thing that I, I never thought I would say describing a Metal Gear game. And I'm just that I'm running around listening to licensed tracks from the 80s in an African like um, in a war in a battlefield. It's just so weird. In, a, but, in one way, if you were to tell me uh, maybe a few years ago after, after Metal Gear Solid 4 came out uh, and I played it and I go, okay, well that was a good, that was a good series. Oh wait, they're making a fifth one? And you were to tell me, yeah, and you'll be running around listening to Hall and & Oates and, and Billy Idol and, and, uh, and Asia, you'll be, you'll be running around listening to all these, all these tracks or whatever. In a way I would have looked at, looked at you like, what the hell are you talking about? But now as, <laughs> at, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm sitting here with you and we've both finished the game. I'm sitting here thinking, well, of course we would. This is, of course, of course, the these tracks are in the game. Of course, you can find them and and listen to them and stuff like that. Uh, this is the. It just makes sense. Like, this is also. It was um, a smart way to build in. Like a lot of games give you the ability to do custom soundtracks, which I will never fucking do because I feel like it. I feel like I'm just like this weird dude who I have to play games the way they're like the way they like they published it. Sure, yeah. So like that was like a way for the game to say it's okay to like listen to some licensed tracks. Just like here they are in the game. Here's what we think would be appropriate. Listen to these. And I'm like, these work fine. This actually adds the enjoyment of doing these side ops for me. Um, it's another it's like you said, we talked about earlier. This is the evolution of how the gameplay has to be. It has to go this way. Like, if you're going to do an open-world Metal Gear, it has to be structured this way. Your your controls have to... Your shooting and, and the and the getting discovered, like the, the bring kind of sound when a, when, a, yeah. when a guard finds you, you, like, slowly turn towards them and, 
and shoot, you know, get out, draw your gun and shoot them. And so, like, it has to turn that way. Much in the way that that evolution has to happen, the codec has to happen the way that it turned out with, with the tapes. You're getting in your, getting your information, point. your exposition. Like, you can't just, that would be insane if you had to sit there Resident Evil style It'd be or Metal Gear style. extremely disruptive to just sit there and listen to people talk about there being no posters on the wall. Like, yeah. in this game. That would be extremely <laughs> disruptive. Like, yeah. And it is, in retrospect, disruptive of the other games, but the other games are a different thing. They're very cinematic to begin with. So, like, how a lot I, of people complain I... about, there's no code of conversation, but, like, the cassettes are the codec conversation. Right. However, that might be part of its uh, part of its uh, uh, negative uh, uh, parts for me. And that the story and, feels like disjointed. Almost yeah. Not present for you. In in some ways, it was like here le, le, it's easier, and we can get into my my specific hangups on it. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have an interesting conversation then. There's some moments where where it's just like let's just let's just uh, get by by having a tape where you listen to what's happening rather than seeing it. Um, but I guess since you you are the perspective that of the character that you are, maybe why don't we just jump? Why don't we just get yeah? I was gonna it, say this this to division. It. Yeah, it's time. So people that uh, if we haven't sold you. <laughs> Uh, this is the point where we're going to break into spoilers. So, uh, turn off now if you don't want to be spoiled, but if you have played along with us at home, uh, get ready. Cause we're going to jump right into it. But yeah. So we're going to talk about like, each piece. We got a lot to talk about. I feel like we, but do yeah, I know how you feel, like feel. a lot of it is at the beginning, it beginning. And a lot of it is at the end, which I see why that would be a problem. Like I know where you're going, I think, but the way they tell it in, in, in the tapes in particular, once you finish everything that you could possibly play in terms of the main story missions, they unload like 12 tapes on you at the very end. And I am completely, I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not dissatisfied that by the, con- I don't, I don't, I'm not dissatisfied by the content of those tapes. Cause that honestly was very helpful listening to zero and pause and mm-hmm. Miller and Ocelot. You're hearing all these people talk, and it's very oh, that's very informative. Or oh, how interesting! These two people sat in a room together, and here I am, a fly on the yeah. wall for their conversation. However, to get that info dump at the end, that was a little disappointing. <laughs> it was the first time I sat in the AC just listening to tapes. Oh, I was before, doing side missions the those, whole time, and I was just doing things, cleanup. Well, before that though, like everything I felt like had been dealt out at a pace that was good enough that like I'd have side ops. So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go do these side ops. I'm going to start listening to these tapes at the end. though, like I had listened to every tape I could listen to. And then things start happening fast enough and tapes start getting unloaded on me fast enough that like, I didn't have the side ops to even do. Cause I had been doing every single side up other than FOB blueprint side up that I could do. So I just, I didn't have them to go and do. So like literally if I was going to listen to this content, I just sit there in the AC and listen to it. And that was like the most disengaging part of the game. And I, and I, and I realized that, and some of those tapes were long and I realized I didn't completely listen to them sometimes because I like turned them on and I like went in the kitchen and like cleaned a dish or something. <laughs> That's funny. Cause like, like the one with like a strange of tape was really long about what happened to her, which 
that was a really good tape. I really like that tape, yeah. The fact that I just sat there and listened to it, though, like... I don't know how else they would have gotten um, that, that stuff across, though. I, I honestly don't. I couldn't... The thing is, I, I'm sitting there kind of nitpicking it a little bit. I'm like, eh, I don't really... I didn't really think that was as effective. But then, like, I can't offer up a solution as to what how to get I mean, that information that's better. that's not our job. No, I guess not. But... I think it was better than Codex, though. Better than yeah. Codex oh, Codex. yes, absolutely. So, um... I, uh, I don't know. The Maybe other... just some of this stuff was actually turned into cutscenes, you know? I don't know. The other thing... This is big, big spoiler stuff, because, like, the other thing that kind of bothered... Well should, well, should we go from the beginning? Should we talk about, like... Well, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. We should, we should start there. We should start with the hospital and stuff like that, which I thought was very effective. It was very mysterious. Um, I was excited by this like oh. guy in flames running after you and someone, a woman the trying to kill you. song in the beginning, you. but you're still in the bed. Man, like, yeah, like just using David Bowie stuff, man. Youth. It's not David Bowie singing it, but like... Um, it's I, David Bowie track it, that's covered by somebody else. Yeah, and I'm assuming... It Bowie. was an 80s cover of a David Bowie song from like... So yeah, I man, I, there's something so, about that track. So probably the and... first big, so probably like the first real big like, what the fuck moment. This is a Metal Gear game. We talk about that was like, all right, we need to change your face. What did you think that was about? Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly I thought that was I thought that was because we were we were establishing the Metal Gear Online stuff, and I'm like, well, that's kind of that's annoying. what I thought too. Or if I, or but I, at first, what I thought was, like, are they making fun of character creators? Like, is that what's happening right now? Yeah, I think there's that. But then, but then also, I kept thinking, like, oh my god, they're gonna make us play this whole game as a different character. They're gonna do the ride and switch on us again. And spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Two. Sorry, uh, <laughs> we're assuming at this point you played all of them. Um, Spoil. This is. We're going into. We at this point we can talk about any metal. Yeah, at that point, yeah. So I thought that we were gonna play the parts of the game or a lot of the game as, um, your character that you created, and Snake or Big Boss would show up much like he would in Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid Two, Sons of Liberty, and it would be a lot like you're very celebratory of him, like. Like you're looking up to him, they, like what would be so more? And, uh, this isn't what it is, by the way. But like, what what would have been interesting is if you played as a doppelganger or a person, an underling of Big Boss, you know, much like a Raiden kind of character, where they just introduced a brand new freaking character and you just go through it, and you watch Boss go from like this real celebrated hero to this deteriorating sad fuck of a guy like that would have been an interesting character arc and would have been would have made sense in terms of where this game should end up in terms of where 1988 when you get metal gear the the any or the msx metal gear game like you want him to be bad you want him well, to that be t- evil. That, takes, that takes place in 95 yeah, oh, it takes place in 95, but the game comes out in 88. I get, yeah, you're right, you're right. So there's got to be some time... The game that, came out in 87, takes place in 95. 
But what what would have been an interesting perspective there would have been something more along the lines of like so you know what I thought that's what you thought was gonna was that what thought was gonna happen yes or and my, that you thought would be interesting if it had happened I thought it was going to happen I thought oh my god we're gonna I'm oh. I'm I'm gonna be posing as snake this whole game and I, I'm gonna come to find out that this neck this entire time I'm master of disguise decoy octopus from the first Metal Gear Solid game I'm so fucking excited. Like, how cool would that have been <laughs> to play as Decoy Octopus the whole fucking game? When you don't even meet him in... You don't even meet him... You meet him for, like, a split second because he's Donald... And- he's Sigant. He's Donald Anderson in Metal Gear Solid. How did fucking... you think... Yeah, I thought it was... Did you cool. think that you were going to be... Did you think that you were going to be... That your character was going to be aware of it, though? Uh, like, I... did you think that the character that you were playing was going to know, like in on the route. Yeah, but I, I think the character would have, but I, I don't think the audience would have until a certain point, and I okay. don't know how that would have gotten written in or whatever, but I kept thinking, like, yeah, there's going to be some big twist at the end. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Come to find out that twist, I mean, we, we'll get to that, I guess, but eh, I don't know. It kind of cheapens I'll things, tell you a little, man. I'll tell... <laughs> huh? What? It, th- there's some things that happen at the end that really cheapen some of the some of the past games in some ways and and really cheapen everything you've just done you know they they don't make them i think so yeah i do i mean i i i feel like we'll get it we'll get we'll we'll get get into into that in a minute here i just want to say like what i thought was happening in the minute i i had written off like okay because what was confusing was you made a face and then they're like all right here here's they're like here's who you how you've lived your whole life looking this way they show you like snake's face and then there's like and you now look like this and then there's the face that you just created and then it just goes right back to you looking like snake and i'm like i don't understand what just happened i had written it off as i think i just basically created my online character i wrote i've written that off but like going getting into the when um quiet attacks you in the hospital yeah. and then you hear keeper sutherland talking to you the other dude who's, who's covered up in the tape that right away ishmael threw me off because I, i'm thinking i feel like i thought like i may not be boss like i may not be the boss big boss like but i think eventually i kind of started to write it off as maybe i'm just imagining this other person because there's they think, and I think they did this shit on purpose because they do these things to make you feel like that person is not there by making it seem like other people are not acknowledging him. That like, there are things they do to make you, I think, to make you think he may not be real. So you're thinking more of especially, a especially fight club, especially at the end where he Tyler Durden type of dude. Maybe, yeah, similar. Especially when you get to the end of that whole prologue sequence. And you're in the van when it flips over, and he's not there. He's I, this, you know what, Chris? I would have. There's no explanation. And there's and here's the, here's the other thing that made me think I, I had imagined it. I think they did a good job here. He was gone, and then revolver, and then you you see revolver ocelot, and there's like no sort of acknowledgement or anything about it about how there was another dude. Nope. Yeah. And then exactly. Also, I would have loved that. And Chris. I something <laughs> instead of something what we got. I never thought. Yeah, I liked what we had. Because one thing that nagged me this entire game that I could not figure out and I did not think they were going to have an explanation for was why did Revolver Ocelot know to fucking be there? Why did he know to be there? 
why did he know to be there? And why do we trust Revolver on the slot? How the hell do we trust him? He just shows up on Mother Base. Like, why do we trust this guy? I mean, we ultimately I, I know. I liked the answer. I, mean, I liked the answer that they had for it all. Technically, we, we – hold on. Before you get to that answer, technically, so, we know his full – his full-on, like, motivations from Metal Gear Solid. But we don't know, like, wh- who he is working for at this point. No, but that's like, kind of, that's going to be the we, fun part of the mystery. And we don't know, because we know that he, from post-Metal Gear Solid 3 credits, as far as we know, Rover Ocelot has always worked for the Philosophers, or what, or, 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 that he's a triple agent for... He was a triple agent, and he's always worked for the philosophers and eventually the patriots. And then, but not, uh, but not really, because he's really a, has an alliance with big boss. What we find out in MGS four, whatever. It's so what? So thing. what? What was the secret with him? But who is he? Who is he pretending to be working? Like my question was like, who is he pretending to be working with? Who is he not pretending to be working with? And, and like in this, and like in what shape or form is his? triple eventual triple cross going to take and i didn't think they were gonna have a good answer and, I, and they did I, I feel like. and what was that you can remind me it i mean let's just get into it so like people spend all years with their conspiracy think series thinking you are not big boss like you've got to be another clone or something like and the truth it was actually very similar to what people thought you you find you you end up not being big boss you are but the truth of who you but okay, so what's not interesting here is not the fact that you're not a big boss. What I think is interesting is who you actually are. And you are the other dude who was in the helicopter when it blew up in Ground Zero. You're that medic. I thought that was really fucking cool. Because they did something else to trick you with the whole pause thing. Um and what I like about it is that it explains why people are constantly explaining things to you because they did all that dumb, weird therapy, all that bullshit they came up with to explain why you think you're the boss, why you're big boss. But it explains why they have to re-explain things to you. I think it works from a standpoint of if you're new to Metal Gear, like you don't know what things are. And people have to explain things to big boss that he should already know. And that's because you're not big boss. I think that works. I like that. Also, I like how fucking calculating and cold the real big boss. Where in that he just took advantage of this guy, unbeknownst to him, allowed all these people in this hospital to get killed. He didn't set it up, but he knew it was gonna happen and he didn't do anything to avoid it. And it sets up Big Boss to be the proper like real kind of villain that he ends up being um, see, not completely you, see, a villain. You, you found this trans- in You found His this motivations, tra- he's like Darth Vader. His motivations are good, but he's kind of on the dark side. You found this transition here in this game, like almost from connecting scenes together, whereas I felt like I never saw the real big boss do anything actually dastardly do anything like I don't need him to be be Doctor Doom and laugh at the camera. Ha 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 ha! Like I'm gonna, well, I will destroy you. Wasn't explained until the cassette tapes. When you hear him talk about it, the post 
post post post credit like when you finally get through the final credits there's more tapes that where you hear big boss talk to or ocelot about the plan and that is almost when you almost do get kind of like the cackling maniacal there was no laughing but it's damn near like villainous big boss talking about like yeah they're gonna attack this hospital you know straight up said i'm gonna let all of these people be like my bullet shield like my distraction to to escape um and no problems with that and i I like that like as much as people had figured out in advance of what was actually going on i think the biggest secret was like the true nature of who you were and why you were who you were i didn't think anybody predict that what what is happening is that big boss has essentially tricked you in thinking that you're you and that you are a big um a big red hair to distract um skull face and for big boss go and do what he really needs to do to set up this whole plan that he's got skull also i think it also makes metal Gear solid five work as a good side story that like it's a canonical entry, but it's it's not necessary. And that was like a weird. And that was kind of a weird thing. Like in a post Metal Gear Solid Four world, like how do you make another Metal Gear game that like essential? I it, thought it, I thought there's. Kind of, oh, Chris! It's not. Oh man, I I felt disappointed by that being a canonical one, because like when you when you finish things in in uh well i'm not even gonna say peace walker when you finish things in three i realize he has every reason to want to do what he does to 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 start up a, a whole new country or whatever but like my problem is that transition from where we are in 1995 with metal gear and where we are at the end of uh snake eater and, and perhaps even peace walker when once i play it because i'm actually fine with you know the way sorry back up what's that so game timeline Timeline. Wait, what are you talking about? Do you have so, a problem with transition between where he is in 64 from, and where he is in 95? I should actually re rehash that to be 75 in Peace Walker. From 75 to yeah. 1995, the transition, uh-huh. like, like what is actually going on? Like, I, like how how does how does Big Boss, the real one, See, be, become? I think this... that's I think that's where not actually playing and digesting Peace Walker, in a it's something other than like a three and a half hour movie form might be where you, where you have a disadvantage okay. because like that is like it would it going from Metal Gear Solid three to Metal Gear Solid five is a weird transition in that in, in that like wait why does he become like this it would be like imagine for a second that the Star Wars prequels were good and that they really did a good job let's just say let's just say for the sake of argument that there's a transition with Anakin Skywalker. And it does make sense, right? Whether you argue, let's argue whether it works or not. There's he's he's who he is in Phantom Menace. He's who he is attack the clones, and it's like this transitional period, still kind of transitioning in Revenge of the Sith, and then become that nasty evil, right? So let's just say that you took out the, the middle chapter. Like, I feel like that's how you might be approaching it, because like you're aware of that middle chapter, but I feel like you still missed it. So it's not a weird transition for me. Like I feel him becoming who he is. He's not evil. He's more like 
He wants to get a job done, but he really has no problem. He's being cold and he's like other like villains. Said. He's almost like he's like Solidus Snake. Solid Snake is not evil. His his actual Solid Solidus Snake's motivations were actually fairly um, Machiavellian. <laughs> well, I was gonna say maybe even benevolent. Benevolent. He may have actually wanted. I mean, he may have actually. It may have been a little egotistical. Maybe he did want to be. Maybe he. Maybe he didn't necessarily want to be in charge, but he did want to be like a name, be the person, be the actual person to like restore true like freedom to people with that was you know, that that wasn't going to be the weird digital control over people. But I, I I just feel like that is what Big Boss became, like in that like he has no problem who is getting killed, who's being used, and manipulated in that. Um, I like the transition. I, I I didn't think it was weird. I think where he where he ends in Peace Walk and what happens in Ground Zero makes sense. That like this is yeah. another thing to be disappointed by for me was um was uh, uh skull was it Skullface? What's this what the guy's? Yes, yeah. Skullface. He was just not a great. Film. He was, well, was probably he, the least interesting one. He has the of, like, he has these makings of a really good villain. Like I'm excited that he's gonna like like I'm I'm excited to find out what his big plan was. All to come to find out that it's not his his plan's interesting. I think the plan was interesting, but the motivation. I, I yeah I think I, I think making him the cleanup guy for Snake Eater and just following Big Boss on everything he did and America sent him to do it and blah 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 like. There's not enough interesting there. setup. Yeah, they just went nowhere with it. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Like they, they didn't... opened this weird door about who Skullface could be and how it could be interesting that he's like your shadow. You but could have made his death just kind of went nowhere. Make, make so be so much more heavier if you just added another bit of of gameplay it or, or another layer. They needed well, yeah. They needed one more layer for Skullface. His in order character to... needed another layer to make him a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I feel like you have to draw some lines on your own. I feel like the line to draw would be like, what you really find out is that Big Boss kind of is full face. Like, this is a guy, this is the kind of guy you're fighting. And then, I think what you ultimately find out is that the organic, <laughs> the original Big Boss, uh, the physical Big Boss. Because I agree with what Big Boss was talking about when he was talking to. Um, medic at the end and that big boss is a legend and that they're both big boss like i agree with that whole idea of like they always talk about legends in this game they always talk about who big boss was they talk about in this legendary way and it's other people retelling the story about who big boss is when you're on mother base you can hear people talk about things that big boss did in the past and the stories and the way and the story they tell, like that his his soldiers on other base tell, are not completely true because you were there. Yeah, and they you tell saw a them in Snake Eater. So there's this big theme about legends and like. Also, I think they even talk about like <coughs> PMCs hired by Big Boss about what they think they know about Big Boss, and I mean, it was a conversation. I remember there was a certain conversation that uh, Miller and you. 
venomous snake, let's just call them venomous snake, had, um, where they're talking about, like, how these EMCs are inspired by Big Boss, and I just remember thinking, like, a lot of what they think about, I'm, like, thinking, like, a lot of what they think about Big Boss is not quite right. And I'm like, well, that, I guess that goes back to the whole legendary aspect. Like, what makes Big Boss work as this legend is that, is that it's not about who he actually is, it's just about the idea. And, like, there are two Big Bosses work, like, out there doing stuff. They, like, he can literally be in two places at one time. Um, but anyway, like, actual Big Boss, original Big Boss, like, the same person from 1954, I feel like maybe what they're trying to set up, you'd eventually find out, is that he could totally become Skullface. Because Skullface also wanted to do something what he thought was good. Like, you could call him this, you could call him evil or bad, but what he was trying to do was liberate like he thought that the greatest disease on earth was not other languages he thought it was the english language because he thought it was western nations um which is a great um, which is a great uh setup because you got so much globalization of mcdonald's and all that stuff happening in the 80s you got so many people like globalizing their businesses and stuff like that is a great parallel to what was actually happening in history but I mean, yeah, it it just I don't know. And the execution. it goes along with the, it goes along with McDon with uh, Miller's hamburgers. Right, I think that I think yeah. that's the exact reason why that's put in there, is because is because they're perfecting it by by. It kind of felt like it was going nowhere, but by the end of it, it's like God damn it, you turned it around and made it about something. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. Um, another person I was like, no, it was funny the whole time. Like, listen to it. Yeah. Another person I was excited to see. Um, and hear about was was zero at the very end. Um, I I, I was waiting like yeah, so many games. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go say that again. I said yeah. Finally figuring out like what was actually happening with zero. Well, if he even wasn't was was behind any of it, I kept thinking that um all these yeah fault... shit all do with anything. He really he, he... kind of held the big boss. That's about it. Yeah, but really? I kept I kept thinking Zero's behind it. Zero's the one behind the Patriots. Zero's behind all this stuff. Oh, they made I, it very I, clear. I bet early in the game that Skullface is like XOF was no longer part of Cipher. They were they basically gone rogue. So, but I kept thinking, yes, I do. So I kept thinking that you're you're faultoning all these vehicles, this army of people. You're faultoning. You're you're building up your mother base, and you're pretty much unbeknownst to you as venomous snake you're handing zero an army on a platter at the end i thought the well, twist... that's, that's that's kind of what you find out the twist is peace walker in peace walker okay yeah so. if you remember the way the story in peace walker was once you get past the first credits where you hold you do a whole doctor strange love or how i learned to stop worrying about the bomb thing missiles Big missile, Peace Walker launching. Once you get down to all that, all that post-credit stuff, and you deal with Pause, Fight Current Metal Gear Z. Yep. You find out that what you find out that what's his head Zdarnov, Zdarnov, Rocket Beast, <laughs> Zdarnov, and Pause's mission was to basically hand Snake and Miller this base and help them develop a military. 
to event that Cypher would eventually recruit. And what you find out was that Miller knew it the entire time, but took advantage of Cypher. Gotcha. So, okay. So what you just thought was happening was actually happening in Peace Park. Okay. So more, more, um, more disappointments, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I have a list of them. I mean, I'm not saying that the game's bad. I, you just heard me sit oh, there yeah. and talk about, it, but I'm talking story-wise, disappointments, loose ends that just never go anywhere. They have this AI character of the boss, you know, that that shows up in. Once again, I know she's in a lot. She's a huge part of Peace Walker, but like they're introducing her again in 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 this one, and it's almost just like, yeah, hi, I'm here. Like, remember me from Peace Walker? Just keep moving, cause you're, this my 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 boss AI thread's not gonna go anywhere. This big monolithic 2001 looking thing, and and it's I, I like how it's just one big red eye, and then when you actually walk inside of it, it looks like the inside of the HAL 9000 uh, mainframe where you gotta pull out all the memory things and everything. I I really like that. Um, however, I yeah I just. You know, introduce. Well, they get back to it. They get back to it later. They come back to it later in 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 uh, in uh, towards the end of of uh, Phantom Pain. You have but to go back and actually, you have to go back and actually get it later. Right. You have to activate the. You find out. You know, you find out the things that happened with how with how Huey and Doctor Strangelove and how Baby How Kid How Baby How. Yeah. Um, so. It's, it know. almost felt like a little bit of a cock tease, and then like, hey, look at this, and then up, oh, nope, we're taking it away. Like we were gonna do something with it, and then it maybe it got cut or something like that. Yeah, I feel like what they did was is that they a beat switch. They made you think that it was gonna be one thing and ended up being something else. Because what you really found out about that pod was that it was basically Doctor Strangelove's tomb. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's so, incredible. Like, I don't know I didn't find it. Like, it's it's partially just a nod. Like, it's almost like, you know, if you did that side op where you could capture, where you could get the body of uh, the man on fire. Like, the fact that you saw Olgen not on fire, just in current gen, like, modeled current gen for a minute. Like, that's almost just there to, like, say, hey, look, look what this character looks like now. I, I don't mind that stuff because it's not. Yeah, I guess I, I. I would I would be really I would be really bugged by that stuff if they went out of their way to do it like with every like if somehow I saw like Child Meryl like if I had actually seen how if they had like bullshitted like in ways to bring in all of these different characters they did like as far as like from the franchise like most of who we had would be. Walker. The only other ones that they fit in were we assume the boy is Psycho Manics. We assume that Psycho Manics. And then Bolgan. Like, I don't think there's anybody else. Oh, Revolver Oscar, who's just been everything. But, like, I don't know. I, I would be bothered by that kind of stuff if they bullshitted in other stuff. And that's a nod to the previous game. And it's, and it's important because it was a big part of what Dr. Strangelove and what Huey were working on. And from a story standpoint, it makes sense that they would have continued their work because it's like Huey said that pod was not there for him. It was there for Doctor there for Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove was working on that a lot in Peace Walker, so it makes sense that she would have tried to continue that work. 
Um, and then uh, you, we mentioned Baby Merrill and little kid versions of, of people and stuff like that. Um, going oh, yeah. nowhere with this kid named Eli. And I felt like they did. They did go someplace. But they went someplace. They had no they falling They set something out. up. Yes. That um, was weird. I mean, it was how they ended that was weird and that they never came back to it. Never did. It's especially weirder knowing that they created that not only did oh. they de- begin development, did you eventually read the story and watch the video? Oh, I definitely did. About yeah. mission. Yeah. So a couple Which would couple have been incredible. A couple of things that are weird about this. One, they were going to develop this. The fact that they were making this thing and they didn't finish it because they didn't sit and the two the fact that they even presented this information at all that like this is not a leak this was on like the collector's edition like making a blu-ray Metal Gear Solid 5 like it's they just put that out there oh wow so and the way they frame this is that like this is just something that didn't come together like they're not saying oh we wanted to do this and we could we just it didn't we it didn't we didn't get to finish it. It was more like it, they framed it as like it just didn't come together as something that we wanted to do, or they didn't have time or something. Because like that would have been an end to that story. Yeah. And then in the game, I'll the way say, it works is it it just doesn't end. Uh, you know, I had mixed feelings about it. I've listened to some people talk about it, and I ultimately I feel like I'm okay with it. because <sighs> I think okay, what would have happened next? They would have gone and find, found him. They would have stopped him. And there's a real important Eli moment. Eli would get away. And we capture Salamander. Like I feel like there's a real important what, moment at the end, at the very, very end. That is a great dynamic between Boss end of what? and Eli at the end of the at the end of the supplemental. Like, like their hey, last, like their last interaction. He he, his last interact interaction oh. is placing a gun, a bullet in the gun, throwing it down at his feet. And then walking the fuck away towards a helicopter. All right, let's. You talking about the unreleased mission? Yeah. After you finish. What had happened? Okay. So the the beauty of that scene and why it why it works so well is because they they go fucking nowhere in Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain. They they don't go. That Eli ends up getting the Sahelanthropist and flying the hell away, and that's it. Like meanwhile, the entire time building up the that moment of like. Me and you are destined to be, uh, like, uh, you know, fighting each other and stuff like that. And, like, keeps, you know, barely calling him father and stuff like that. You know, there's a little bit of, like, you know, I, I can't stand you. There's something about this Eli kid, blah, blah, blah. What is your deal with me? You know, why are you so, you know, fascinated by boss? Or why are you so threatened by him or whatever? All of that comes to a head when Snake goes on a mission to this island. Where it's the island of Lost Boys, you know, it's it's a real Lord of the Flies. Type, I, I, I you remember know. Every, I remember everything that happened. Go to the talk about the end. So part. the like, so I don't remember what happened long story end, short, that. you beat Sahelanthropus, and Eli's sitting there, and uh and and you accidentally shoot him and stuff like that. The very last scene, the last interaction that boss has with Eli, uh, before taking off is we're about to nuke this this island. We're about to get rid of it completely. This never happened. Sahelanthropus, uh, we're taking it back. 
and this and this island's getting nuked and you're not get you're not going to be able to to live anymore you're you're a clone of mine i don't want you blah 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 he puts a bullet in the gun cocks it takes out the the rest of the clip and then and then drops it at eli's feet and starts walking the hell away which of course is a badass like oh what a cold man kind of moment one other thing another clue as to uh his villain turning into a villain kind of deal walks away that you can see Sahelanthropus being pulled away by the helicopters and stuff. And Eli looks at the gun, kind of clamors after it, picks it up, tries to hold it up at Boss. As Boss is, he doesn't give a fuck. Boss is just walking away. He's all honey badger, like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, walking towards the helicopter to get away. And Eli has the gun pointed right at Boss can't do it he just goes like he's mad at himself he's pissed he's mad at himself he can't even pull the fucking trigger and then stands up takes the gun and holds it to his own head (laughs) he's gonna do himself in because like what's the point if i can't beat that guy that guy that i'm is apparently my father that i'm a copy of what the fuck I, i was just created i can't do anything right i'm just a kid i'm just gonna end it here because this is bullshit stopped by psycho manis or whatever the hell the character is and then he's like hey don't do that let's go and then he grabs him by the hand and they float away and that would have been like the perfect remember, like okay little ending the floating to that. Away. yeah i mean so yeah. what i didn't what i didn't remember was in context is if this mission would have taken place after you become aware that you are not really big boss so oh i don't know you have gone in that game because the reason why I bring this up is because if you remember, they do the DNA test and you find out that he's not your kid. They you find out that you're not a father. They have a real you remember that? Yeah, which I do remember completely confused. Which which do you remember that? And yeah, you, and I remember going, that, okay, then this twist better be. Did that throw you good. off? Yes. <laughs> because the thing is, I by the time I get to that, like I started this game the day it came out, September first, midnight, global yep. one. By the time I finished it was a few weeks ago. Um, the, maybe it was before Thanksgiving. So, like, middle, end of November. So, enough time had passed that I had forgotten about that stuff. I, and, and any thought in my brain that I could not be Big Boss had actually left my mind. So, finding out that he's not my kid, I'm like, well, damn. Like, because, like, like Miller, like, it's like, okay, the results are in. Like, you should listen to it. I'm like, okay, they're building this up. Like, I'm going to find out, like, he's not my kid. And I'm like, huh. Which is why my decoy octopus idea is this. so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that idea. And I, I, I kinda... let, I, here's the other thing. Here's the other reason why I liked You're the Medic in the Helicopter. The okay. nameless character. He has no name. This, once again, goes along with, like, this could be your first Metal Gear game. Instead of, like... Here's a way for you to be somebody important and to also be somebody in it. You're just the dude who was in the helicopter. I would, I would argue. Thought oh. for Big Boss, which explains once again goes back to explaining how, why they have to explain things to him that he should know. Like I think it just all worked in terms of this could be your first Metal Gear game. This is kind of a side story. I would argue. Um, I would argue with you that the that's... Big Boss is a legend. Uh huh. I would argue with you that that the decoy octopus character is also a no-name, we-have-no-idea-who-this-person-is kind of... We've never played... Right. We've never actually we formally met him. We know nothing about Decoy Which is why that would have right. fucking worked. 
anyways, it's, it's, it's like Deco Activist is the Boba Fett of this of these fucking. Yeah. And that like he's just like we've not seen his face. Like all we've seen is artwork of what his face looks like, which is a no face, really. Yeah, and, and, and like we don't know what the he's fuck just he's the name. doing. He's just the guy. The all 80s? we know is that he impersonated somebody else. Yeah, we don't know what the heck's going on. We don't we don't hear about Deco Octopus until freaking Metal Gear Solid One, and that's it. That's all we know about him. There's so much potential with that character. Anyways, and now now we're just sitting there. I'm just grabbing right. straws and stuff like that. So you're you make a good point about how he would have been an interesting character to revisit, just or just something. include him or something like they can they if they can shoehorn and I I use that word very here's, here's venomously. The they can shoehorn Vulgan in there and fucking. Uh, uh, Psycho Manus and shit. Like that was also crazy too. Like the explanation for Vulcan. Like, why do they gotta do that? Why they? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Here's what. Here's here's what I'm saying. Like, here's the other reason why I think it's okay. Like, why I don't think it should have been like a decoy. That's something that people thought. That was a theory that people had. I. They had to come up with something that nobody could think. Like, who thought? You're the pro- dude who was in the helicopter. You're the one other dude who was in the helicopter. I, like, who I, thought that? I honestly wasn't even aware. It makes sense. It I, makes sense. Like, there's, guess, there's a medic. I, there was a guy who pulled a bomb out of a pod. I never remembered that him, but helicopter I guess, helicopter exploded. Yeah. Snake is in a hospital. Think about it. Like, what happened to that guy? I mean, also, what happened to the pilot? But seriously, like, it's not something you think of, but it makes sense. They would have ended up in the same hospital. I mean, technically. It only, like, it's just... It's, the, the one person that should be there, you don't think about the fact that he should be there. Like I, I, I think it was really interesting. I, I, any kind of any kind of other kind of any Tyler Durden like decoy stuff. I feel like this is too easy. Maybe I mean maybe, but at the same time, like like I'm not looking for this crazy mind blowing twist. I just felt like it makes no goddamn sense to have some no name medic. I know I realize that's like oh they'll never think of this. I realize that. But however, that, well, he was I no just, name, and that you didn't know who he was. I mean, the way they had, explained it is that he was one of Big Boss's top dudes. Sure. At, at the same time, like I saw Pequod die on the, one of the moments where you fight the skulls uh, when the when the helicopter crashes down. Like you see Pequod get killed when the when the helicopter crashes. You step out of there, you know, and you start fighting these skulls and stuff like that. Like. Like great, like to me these these soldiers that Big Boss surrounds himself with, they're fucking expendable. Like he doesn't give a shit about them. And one of his top men, you're that's telling, the point. I know you're telling me that that's one the of point. his right. You're telling me one of his top men, these like these like no name faceless dudes. That's who you're playing as, and that's just and then and then not only that, you're gonna cheapen your prized crown jewel game Metal Gear from the MSX era. You're pretty much gonna cheapen all that by making it not really him. And that's how he survived all this time. Great. I don't know. Oh, man, I thought that was cool. I liked that. No. I did like that. I liked that, the explanation. They didn't even have to do that. It was It's dumb <laughs> that they didn't have to do it. They didn't have to put in the post-credits, he fights Venomous Snake in Metal Gear, which explains how he fucking lived some Metal Gear 2 because it wasn't the same dude. They didn't have to do that. I like that. To. They can. But you know what? Though? I like that with every game, they can go back and retcon shit and just say the way. Okay, here's here's my but I really... analogy for how these games are written. Here's my analogy for how these games are written. Look at it this way. Take okay, Hideo Kojima. He wrote the first game, right? You remember that game you played when you were in elementary school where you started writing a story 
and then you stopped and you passed it on, and the next person started writing on your story, and you wrote on the last person's story. Yep. Remember you that? You got a real okay, crazy so story by the end. Take, take 10 Hideo, Hideo Kojima clones, and they all have the same brain in anything. And here's how the Metal Gear games are written. First Hideo Kojima started writing the first game, and then handed it over to the next Hideo Kojima. Same brain, same mind, but doesn't know what the previous Hideo Kojima did. So all he's doing is like, okay, here's where I think he would have been going. Here's where I think I would have been going. Here's how, here, here, here's how I would it. That's how I feel like every game was written. It's like, he's written all of these games, but with but with each game, with, with no thought about what's going to happen in the next one. I just think it's so interesting. I think it's a lot of fun. Like, I feel like the way, me, like, I thought. I don't know, man. Just, I, just seeing how they try and as, as make things. Make it feel, Chris, make it seem like it's all, like, this big plan. But Chris, it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, I, 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 I actually disagree with that. Uh, you, you know, as as fun as that sounds and stuff like that, and, and as harebrained as some of his ideas are, like, they're really strange, um, there is a theme to this whole series. There is a theme about, like, war and about you know, duality and about all these different things that happen uh, to this family, essentially, this set of characters, and to not take the opportunity to at least indulge a little bit into what was going on with uh, the cloning program that happened. I mean, they talk about it, but shit, man, like, you get, you literally get nothing there either. Um, well, I mean, what is know, there to find out? I mean, all you need to know is that... What? I I'm sitting here think sitting there thinking like what is there to find out? Gee, I don't know. Like what is Zero fucking thinking? What is Miller thinking? What are what are, what are these people? What are these people's motivations? Miller's a dick. Like I want to know okay, why. Okay, Miller's motivations were weird. They're I, Miller is one strange. thing I didn't understand. They didn't make any good like that sense. post the post credit conversation. Hear revolver and ocelot speak, and you and you and like you know that Miller knows that it's not really boss. When did that happen? When did that conversation happen? Did it happen after all of this stuff? Did Miller know the whole time? Is that why Miller was a the whole time? Because you he knew you were not big boss? That's what I that oh I have look, dude, I have my nitpicks. Like more than nitpicks. There are things that I just straight up are like I don't what? Like I have a lot of that. I just feel like it comes with territory. I don't think I don't think I can hold Kojima I still obviously really like Kojima like, and, and I like his like stuff. the fact that quiet is a great character who had an arc that like I spent so much time thinking like they're not going to have any good why does she does speak like this is not going to fucking make any sense they make it make sense and when she speaks it's emotional and then the singing may be actually truly emotional for a while but then at the same time completely disrespect her by ha- by having her naked and, just, and, and, and somebody try and rape her with no real would never really owing with never really even like earning that like right so weird how like they have so much respect for this character but at the same time none at all didn't have respect for the character it's so fucking weird um like so goddamn the, weird the episode three Darth Vader moment the no kind of thing that happens uh is finding out Where? you know well when when uh when uh, venomous snake is looking in the mirror and he listens to that last tape and he goes by the way yeah. you're a big boss too you're just like me this is what's gonna happen 
and you're gonna do this and the guy's fucking smiling he's like yeah okay i'll go along with it yeah i'm i'm big boss too Ooh, we can be funny how is that person not fucking like what like how is that person not how is he not bothered it's a combination of i mean okay it's (laughs) remember okay look remember because it's 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 a combination of things. It's one he's been. You could argue that he's, and that's what I think is interesting. You can argue that he's been manipulated, or he's just so bought into the whole cult of it. Because Diamond Dogs is a cult, man. Yeah, it's it a is. cult. There's, there's a bit of like, like, like well, we're willing to die for that you. Mission, sir. The mission, the mission, you do what you got to do. The mission where the breakout, where the second breakout yeah. happens, because the you thing, have to shoot your own man. But. You remember what happened? They walk in there, they're arguing about what they're gonna do about those that specific group of dudes. They're arguing about what they're gonna do, and then you walk in, and they're like, "Boss, we're we're, we're behind whatever you want to do, man." And you can just one by you just one by sh- one brain each of them, and they're just standing there saluting with the music from Peace Walker playing in the background on the stereo. And like, you can look at that as these are just men who know that know what they have to do. Or they have all bought into the cult of the fan of 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 Diamond. A very good earned moment. I do I do agree with that. Oh yeah. Oh that oh the game earned it and that like I walked away from that thinking like this is fucking great as shit because yes they needed to die but something about how that scene happened how it played out felt very cult like. Yeah. What yeah. really happened was that everybody on this base drank the Kool-Aid. Is what really happened. Like, like it had to. Like nobody needed to drink the Kool-Aid. But it, what happened here needed to happen. But it just, you can't walk. You, it's hard not to feel like like everybody has drank the Kool-Aid. And you know the actual story of what happened with the Kool-Aid. You know what that's actually about when I use that reference. Oh I yeah. Don't use that reference lightly. No, okay. yes, I know. Some exa- people use that. Some people use that reference really, really lightly. It's really fucking dark. So I only it's, use it. To it's really, really, it's dark really thing. disturbing. But yes, essentially a cult. It's in in very broad strokes. Essentially, a cult convinced everyone in the cult to drink this poisonous Kool Aid, and they all just fell and died. And what? Well, one person convinced them. To do it. That's what's really scary. Yeah. It's, uh, the leader of the. So yeah, like, is Big Boss this that type of person? I uh, yeah, that I thought that was a really earned moment. Um, I uh, like that. Yeah, earned that earned in the fan pain, but and yeah, I just they, and they fuck with you on that mission too, like picking up the the goggles, which are like okay, you need to look at their neck and see who's infected, and then it makes you think you can save some people. Save one but in damn, particular. Man, did you did you find anybody who was not infected on your way out, or did you kill everybody? I had to. I killed you, everybody, I, but there was one that except you, for the one guy. You pick up and you take him. You take him to the door, and then you turn around and you see that yep that he's got it, and you got to shoot him again. Was, Once again, another rule that's, just like dangle it in front of you of the and then take time. it away. That's just one of the all time. It's one of the reasons of, why like, I'm so you, sad. You've had so much. You've had so much choice this whole game, but this is the one time when like they take away all choice from you, make you think you have choice or control. You kill these people, and you see the, and and you get the staff member has died, 
and like you lose heroism and stuff. And like you can't, and there's nothing you can do about it. The other thing, that's one of the reasons why. The and this kids... is right after I just lost a third of my entire team because of the Kakongo strain of that virus. I'm sorry, say what you were saying. Oh, uh, I was, I was pretty much just getting at like, there's this dangling kind of like, oh, we're holding it in front of you, and now we're taking it away. Oh, we're dangling it in front. You know, there's this like, a little bit of uh, creepiness to the whole thing. It really, really makes me want to see Kojima. I mean, obviously it's not happening anymore, but work on a horror theme project or like Silent Hills or something like that because I feel like he is really good at making those dark, scary moments happen and 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 creep you out in a in a really good way just like that sequence on that ship there's a bit of like eeriness to how okay everyone is to to the boss's decision which ultimately i think is i think i don't know what about you but i killed every single person i had to kill i i did and i thought about me had not... i mean that's that's what it came down to is you actually had like as much as they made you think that you could walk away have you didn't have somebody, a choice yeah back just had to kill everyone. So, yeah, that obviously I, that part was toward in terms of all the back half of the uh, you know back third of the stuff. That one that part actually did feel finished and earned and very well done. But really, everything having Definitely to do with that ending, the destination, time. you know, the journey is so much fun when you well, walk into the the house of the devil or whatever it's called. That you know where you see all these people with the vocal cord parasites just lying there and sick and stuff like that, and then you get chased by the man on fire. Like, there's still so much mystery and excitement with that scene, and, I, and like, uh, you know, figuring out how to shoot the water tower in order to take out the, the guy, you know, the guy that's on fire and stuff. But then to find out that it's Vulgan, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, god damn it. You know, the moment-to-moment just... moment stuff, <sighs> infiltrating grave bases, you know, the stuff that has nothing to do with narrative and that stuff you describe, it's all truly exhilarating. I don't use that word when describing playing the game, like, but I just truly felt exhilarated a lot. Like the ho- that whole house of the devil thing, fighting the man on fire, like that all felt like it made me feel like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Like I don't, this feels impossible. But then you figure out a way to do it. Like much in the way of a Metal Gear feeling. should. That was a real Metal Gear feeling moment. It really did. Fighting those uh the uh, parasites. That was another moment where I'm like, shit, um, this is basically another quiet fight, but there's four of them. Quiet fight. Shit. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the one at the very, very end? No, the one where you where you had to go get Cold Talker. Remember, you had to fight the four snipers. Mm. Four snipers. I mean, it was, I mean, it was towards the end. Remember when oh, you had to go yeah, get the Cold, skulls. Cold the lady, Talker? The lady skulls. Lady skulls, that's what it is. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we should talk about uh more talk talk more about quiet and like what what do you think about that whole character arc? What do you think about that whole thing? Um, she kind of came and went, didn't she? Like obviously, I really like her as as a part of my team. You know, I really like utilizing her. I thought it was cool to send her off to do reconnaissance and kind of mark everybody in the town before I even walked into it. That way I could easily just stroll up and go, uh, take you out, take you, you know, that was cool. But in terms of like characters and stuff like that, like they really, what was the, what do you think the point of her was? I, I honestly can't tell you 
what the important part of of her and and her story and like having well, her you know having she's her... another character who think about what everybody's motivation is and even the people who you don't you, you may not have understand clearly what their motivation is everybody is motivated by revenge quiet is even motivated by revenge you find out the whole reason why she's been with you the whole time is because she hasn't decided whether or not she wants to carry out her mission which is to kill boss and who sends her on that mission um skullface sends her okay and the reason why she doesn't talk is because she knows that she might she knows that she is infected with the um the language uh, parasite, but she doesn't know what strain that she might have, and she knows that there's an English strain, so she won't speak any language because she doesn't know what she might have. She just knows that she's there as a sleeper cell, who, if she decides to talk, she could kill boss and men. And by the time that she does actually speak in order to save your life... She's put herself save, in danger. She's put yeah. herself in danger, so when she leaves and the song plays and it's all very sad, you have no and idea... She's, and she's sung that song. And like, like the first words that she says are to, you know, in English, in a language that we speak, is that wasn't Navajo, was to save boss. And then she sings that song, the actual lyrics to that thing that she, that annoying thing that she'd been humming. Certainly. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Like, there was this really annoying thing that, like, Annie walked by and it's like, what's with the goddamn humming? And I'm like, I don't know why she does that. I can't turn it off. I can't tell her to be quiet. It had a payoff. I couldn't that's, believe that's it had a payoff. That's actually really good. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, what the beautiful part about it is, there's this kind of sacrifice because you don't actually know at the end when she leaves. You don't actually know if she's dead or not. You don't know if it was the English strain. You have no idea what it is. Well, no, no I do know she's gone. Oh, you know she's di- she has died. You follow her foot. No, I know that she's left. I don't know if she's dead. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. I know she's left. I followed her footprints. I went up there. Yeah. I saw. I saw the tape. I got. It, it seems like you could completely miss that. I, I, I think you could just get on the helicopter. Oh no, I, I definitely, I definitely grabbed it. But I wondered if people missed it because it seemed like you could just get on the helicopter. Well, I, I certainly did, but I certainly grabbed the tape and, and I heard yeah. it. But the thing is, the, the the cool, mysterious part about it is they could always bring her up again if they wanted to or whatever. You know, because she doesn't have to die. She doesn't have yeah, to. Like, yeah, you don't know what she's got. You know, well, it's the same. She essentially has the same thing that the end has. From I'm saying she could be alive with nano machines. Who knows? Right. Well, she 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 lives on through, um, uh, the water and the in the what was it the uh, the end. photosynthesis. I like, I like how the end has mysterious powers that you don't think they're ever gonna like return to course they had to make that the whole genesis of what this thing was i think it is yeah i, I really give believe other it was. people photosynthesis no it's just, it was really interesting it's just one of those things where like this guy is basically just magical of course nobody is magical in metal gear but like the fact that they would even try and and like after the fact try and explain that it's, that's always really cool. uh huey huey was a good character i thought um I was really, but I was really moved by Quiet's character. I, I actually thought at the end, at the end, like who she was, what her motivation was, was all. I even like a big question I had with her was like, why can't she just write down what she feels? Yeah, no kidding. That, that's another and thing I was like. So 
that was a big thing for me. I was like, how are they even going to find a way to explain that? When it came down to it, is she didn't know how she felt. And why she, and she was a spy. She was sent there as a spy. She just had, the only, she just had not decided whether she wanted to carry out, carry that out. So like, I just couldn't believe that they could make it make sense. Not only is she not talking, she just won't even fucking write anything. Like she won't write down. She won't really, she reason why she won't speak or even write down what she's feeling or, what or like mime, mime her. It's because her, her essentially it can compromise her. She can't say, oh, by the way, I'm infected with something. Oh, oh, by the way, there might be a thing that could infect and kill your people because all of these things could put her in danger. Because they think that because all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm infected with something. Okay, well, we need to get rid of you, kill you, or whatever. Like any mention of why of what she might know could put her in danger. You know, it's a very simple thing, but it just didn't it didn't make sense for most of the time. But finally, when you find out what it's all about, like, oh, it makes sense. That's why she can't say anything. That's why I, she can't even explain it. Because there is no good explanation. Oh, I'm a spy, and I might kill the boss. I haven't decided. <laughs> um, let me think here. I'm Huey? Thinking, Huey, yeah. That was what another... do you think was going on there? I still I still am not really sure whether he killed Dr. Strangelo. Oh, just... Oh, you mean with the tape? Like, you can't... You couldn't, you couldn't hear that, that maybe he... I mean, is this really a terrible man who killed Doctor Strangelove and forced his son, like, used his son as experiments, or like, was it really, or was it what he was saying, and that she killed herself, and that, and really, what was going on with Hal was just like the closest thing he could have to bonding. The only thing I have to go off of in the in in is is the is the prior games where he talks about his father and his grandfather being part of like their like the the. Uh, Emric, uh, the Emric luck, the the Emric family tragedy, you know, of being tied to nuclear weapons and stuff like that, and and how strange love being his mother and stuff like that. Like, the only thing I can think of is that maybe it was an accident or that she really did try to kill herself or something like that. Only because it's just oh, just just Huey's luck or just Hal's luck, because these Emrics don't really have. I I wouldn't say they have a like a, a a terrible monstrous motivation in them do they i mean I at least how no how how is like the most innocent person like he yeah, certainly tr- is truly the bad things that happen to him are like of no like whatever like how like probably blames himself for the death of emma but like what he did way back when involving his stepmother like whatever like that didn't kill your sister now like at the end of the day like everybody who dies in his life is totally not his fault <laughs> but it's still left up in the air whether or not it was huey's yeah so i guess when i think of so, when i when i think about that tape and i and i guess listening to it again they really leave it ambiguous don't they because you know it's the same voice as hal it's hal's father so it's like okay like is huey coming from a different place or is he, or or is Hal really like his son? Is this really like where Huey's trying to be the voice of like is trying to be the voice of uh, morality and say like, no, boss, you killed them. You didn't. You don't have to kill them. Yeah, like where he's, or is he just is he full? Of shit? That's a pretty like, good Hal, by the way, or, or Emmerich. <laughs> I, 
pull that out my ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it, it, you know what it makes me think of when we're sitting here chatting about Hal or Huey is um, they use that same character. I think it's isn't it uh, isn't it Christopher Randolph? Oh, yeah. same, same voice actor, same yeah, same, same brilliant yeah. voice actor that plays uh, oh, Hal. And very subtly, change, his voice is subtly different. I don't know if you noticed, but Huey yeah. does sound different a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. To sound like a different person. He sounds really, a little bit. He sounds a little bit older. He sounds really a little good bit, voice actor. Yeah, I just the fact that he could make yourself sound like a father and a son, and like sound like familiar. So including but not the same. So including yeah. Christopher Randolph in the cast. And not David Hayter makes me think like what like what was the reasoning behind? Oh, there ultimately ended up being just no good goddamn reason why. There's no, there himself. isn't, and I and I'm not. There, I guess at this point I'm not expecting one. I guess. But... I I but I did. I like I, I like. I did too. One, I if guess. There's one thing I did believe in is that Hideo Kojima had. I wasn't expecting some weird like oh here's David Hayter for real. No, no, I didn't wasn't expecting that. Like I expected. What he said to be for real, like I have something in mind for like I need an older actor, I need this to work a certain way, but the character didn't talk enough for it to matter, really. I guess, but all um... I would have, I just would have been disappointed that maybe I didn't get to hear David Hayter talk if they had used David Hayter. Like I guess the only way, the only thing I could take away and say that, like. The reason why it makes sense to have another actor is that who Big Boss is in this game and who you, who your character is, is completely separate from Snake from the past. Like, it's always been the, he's been the same voice actor who played Solid Snake, and they sound basically the same, except as he, except as the characters get older, they get more gravelly and throaty, but they guess, sound the same. And I guess, and I guess, a... I guess all I can say is that thematically. A different voice actor makes sense because where this character is is completely different from Solid Snake. You don't want to be thinking of Solid Snake because Solid Snake is ultimately a good person. But motivated good, by good point. motivated I I think about that. by good doing good, completely, um, like like the most unselfish person. Solid Snake, like in terms of like he will stick his neck out. Like he's not. He's in no way motivated by, like, protecting his own skin or anything. Like, and still, in his old age, still pushing and pushing and to the last dying freaking breath to get, you know, just to be sure that the mission yeah. is done. And, uh, yeah, that's Anybody a good... Anybody else, like, all of your villains, and then, and then by the time you get to 1995 Big Boss, or, and even 1984 Big Boss, it would be... Or I need to manipulate somebody to do this. Not I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna stick my neck out. I'm going to manipulate somebody else to stick their neck out. I guess I, I you know what? Um, these motivations for Big Boss. I guess that's where I, I guess that's where I, I get so murky. Uh, and and maybe I just need to give. Part uh, of it is just the anime bullshit of it, I guess. Really. Well, the, yeah, but like they don't. I feel like they've. Maybe because I haven't played Peace Walker, I feel like they spent no time in the arc of Big Boss from the moment he becomes Jack, Naked Snake, going on his mission. And and pretty much, by the book, teachings of the boss, that is what he believes in. 
then when she makes his when he when she makes her ultimate sacrifice to her country you would think some of that st would stick with him you think that 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 selflessness and that and that ultimate heroism would stay with him you need to go back and look at beastmarker cuz like even seeing like just the cutscenes back to back to back the way you did i don't There's feel still... like really okay. really pulls it together because everything you're talking about you feel like you missed that you didn't get like that's all in beastmarker about like like cuz he doesn't walk away from. He's kind of pissed at, at Buck. Sure. Like, he's upset about. He doesn't what he understand did. that like, decision. He still doesn't really understand this. Exactly. He still doesn't really understand the decision. She made like this selfless act. Bucks, so he wrestles Bucks, with it. She might as well be like the ultimate solid snake in that she was willing to sacrifice herself, her her reputation, her name, and go down in history as this villain. Ultimately, because she thought she was doing something heroic. But there's more to it. In Peace Walker, there's more to it. Um, there's, there's, because he's still struggling with why did she do that? Like, and ultimately, what did, did, did what she do really have really mean anything or change anything? Also, there's the whole AI pod, which is basically based around the boss. So he basically is encountering her again, and then you have, you really have to go back to Peace Walker because. Oh, I definitely plan to. So, cause, because I, I also kind of want to try it. One thing you don't get from Snake Eater is you hear Big Boss explain what the plan is. She didn't really explain why she was willing to go, why she was willing to do that. And Peace Walker, she does explain. I feel like she did, maybe a little bit. She talked about the I, planet and about how blue it was and how sure. little we looked. You know, there and was she, just like you this saw, beautiful finally moment. finally saw it as a whole. And right. Like, the whole. And that kind of yeah. informed her decision about why to why I need to make sure that nuclear war doesn't happen, and why I need to take this temple that I've been uh, that I'm living in, this shell, this this skin suit, and go and 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 sacrifice it so that that big blue ball can still turn. And it's honestly very beautiful, and, and that should never be touched, I think. That's one of those things, like, in Star Wars. Well, that they don't change that. You shouldn't, they, yeah, and they shouldn't, and they won't. But like, Maybe maybe what I'm thinking about was just they revisited it. Because they, they basically replay that scene in Peace Walker. Okay, that might be cool. what I'm thinking about. But that AI pod, with, with which is basically the boss, does do some new stuff in Peace Walker. And, uh, I, I mean, I would have to revisit it. But I do remember... Walking away, feeling like Speaking. okay, this this is a new transition in Snake. Like this is this is informing more about who he's going to become. And I did feel like when we went into Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain, like it's making sense. Like Speaking even when I thought who you were playing as Big Boss, I thought it made sense how quiet he was. Like, it, I feel like it just made sense. Like he he doesn't talk that much anymore. It's just, it's a fucking drained man when he. When he's sitting there in the ACC, man, does he just look fucking dip? Yeah, he looks real beaten. Like I don't know what I got it. You know, been through so much. But you mentioned revisiting, and I was trying to make a little nice segue for for um, revisiting that hospital at the end. We have to replay that whole segment. They copy you know paste what? that whole segment again. They should have did something different. They yeah, or play this perspective play, of the other guy. Play the other dude. Something. That would have been yeah, fucking like, fascinating. Like you know? literally, just played the same scene with a couple subtle changes. Yeah, 
That's I it. Know. I don't. Yeah. Like uh, we we've we've gone over the ending so much that I that I think we've both kind of established it's pretty sloppy, and I there's nothing that can change it now that. It, uh, I mean, Kajim I thought repeating everything was sloppy. Like one, you didn't have to replay the whole thing. Yeah, it could have been a different spec. I but I did like I don't know. I like the finding out why the dude really disappeared. I like the whole like, oh shit, big boss walked away. His face is not all fucked up like we thought it was. He's getting on the motorcycle. I like that a lot. I like that stuff. Um, and I like the conversation. What? Okay, so we're getting to a point now where we probably have to hurry up and close. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but I feel like you and I could talk more about it. I do think that having said all this, I do think like we're not gonna rate it or anything like that. We don't have to give it a score or nothing. I don't, but it is perhaps my game of the year, like for sure. Like I've played a few big titles from this year, and I, I obviously, I'm, you know, played the Fallout or, uh, or Fallout Four or uh, any like the Assassin's Creed or any of the Black Ops Three or anything like that. But like this one's this one, I think is probably one of my favorite games of all time, specifically just because of of how insanely well designed it is but it's probably um, my favorite action yeah it is it is super good having said all of that stuff i was just complaining about and belly aching on the story for <laughs> um i should say that that i i really enjoyed it but um obviously kojima's gone from konami much to the uh denial of, of konami uh or is or has that already? No, has that, that's all. Oh, that's it, all through. It's okay. all got a bow. He's gone. Like, okay. He announced it. Like I'm, I'm officially. So like, there's two things. I'm, press releases and everything. He's officially no longer with Konami. There's two things I have my ear to the ground for. Then, what's next for Metal Gear and what's next for Kojima? I am going to be paying attention to both because we I think all we'll find out. I think we'll see something come out of Kojima before we'll hear anything meaningful about Metal Gear. Well, as you know, I'm sure you do know this, um, Kojima was hiring for a sixth Metal Gear game. Um, Konami. Or, excuse me, yes. Kojima could not do that, because those characters are owned by Konami. Um, Konami is hiring for another another game having to do with Metal Gear. Um, so, and I think a Castlevania game as well, maybe. I, uh, I, either way. Um, I thought, some, something's you know, coming. part of Part of the fact that Kojima Productions doesn't exist anymore, I think, is a contributing factor to, like... Somebody made a good point. I was listening to conversations. Somebody made a good point that, like, Metal Gear Solid 6 could have been the true Metal Gear Solid 5 and that, like, maybe what the next game could have been is, like, what was Big Boss actually? I actually... I really like that idea. In fact, you know what? I heard that as well, and I in was fact, I was kind of hoping that that was what was going to happen. In fact, Gerstmann he mentioned like like what if like what if they just said like Metal Gear like what if Metal what if the reason why Metal Gear Solid Five uses a Roman numeral is because it's not really Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes. like that would have been crazy. And Amen. I would have like the whole game <laughs> is a is a ruse. Like I would be into that. Because that means I can just cancel this game out and all the shit that doesn't make sense <laughs> it's a big, in the, in the ending. Story. I could just go, you know what? It, they can just go and have their mess over here. The V, <laughs> Phantom Pain. They can go over there and have that mess. And I can enjoy 
the, the beautiful design of it and everything like that. But let's get back to the to the to the message at hand, which is the which is Metal Gear Five with a numeral not not a Roman numeral five, but with the number five there. Like, let's actually make that happen. I really just, really would just to say something final about the whole thing. Honestly, I I truly believe that Kojima wishes he did, he had not been making Metal Gear games the whole time, and he could have been and like he would have he had he made his he had if he had a choice he would have made something else. Uh yeah. But that's the, but that's the thing. I feel like he did. Like I feel like the reason why each Metal Gear game has gotten really different because he's like, fuck, I'm still gonna make the game I want to make. I'm just gonna have to put put it in a Metal Gear wrap. Like seriously, like if you look at what Metal Gear Solid Five is, it's like the most, it's the biggest departure from a Metal Gear game in terms. And if you like, this could have been anything else. It could have just been some PMC simulator. Like yeah. it could have been anything else. But it's just got a Metal Gear wrapper. It's so weird. like it's weird because that's why that's that's my other thing about it is I feel like yeah it's just this Metal Gear side story and that's because I feel like in his heart of heart like he cares about Metal Gear. What but you still s- what was most important to him is just to do a different kind of game. What's weird? Yeah. So what used to be like most people think I'm not saying I feel this way but most people thinking mediocre gameplay and crazy. Uh, impeccable story got switched in Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain with impeccable gameplay and like this kind of weird murky story that is like divisional like people it'll just divide people either will be on one side or the other in terms of how they feel about this story it's just gonna be you know whereas some people I, I would say Every single entry to Metal Gear had had that type of uh, response to its controls and gameplay and and design and stuff like that. So hey, well, you know what? Like any any final feeling? Um, I'm looking forward to whatever's next. Uh, I liked what we had. I mean, obviously, I mean we talked about the story and stuff like that. But final thoughts, just saying, man. I mean, I'm going to replay this game at some point. I'm going to enjoy you know, jumping in and, and beating a couple of side missions or whatever. It's a good, it's a good, like, game to just settle down to and enjoy and stuff like that. So I, I highly recommend this. Um, and, and I mean, as if, as if people listening just need to know that. But, you know, usually I recommend, like, oh, you know, play this with a, with a bottle of brandy or, you know what I mean? I always make some silly recommendation about how to play it. But, man, I... Yeah, I, I think this is also essential to the library of Metal Gear games and, and how we need to um, include it with it. <laughs> and all, warts yeah. and all. <laughs> so. Well, I feel like I kind of jerked off all over it, so I just want to <laughs> say in my final thoughts, like, the things that bothered me. Like, systems are really tight, I gotta say, but boy, just still, with that, there are some things that are just some real annoyances like going to mother base and like there's not a, while there's not a lot there and that's fine like the little the few things that there are boy they could be more better marked like if i want to go visit huey why is there not something on the map that tells me where he is i have to literally remember on mother base oh, yeah. where he is and how to get like i just have to remember that and i have to remember where pause is like there's nothing that's marking it i just have to remember where she is and like you could completely miss these things. Like yeah, you there could are go so without many it. things. If you're not exploring, I had, to, 
I had to back how to find Huey. Like, which in the modern age is not a huge deal because I can just go look that up. That's fine, but I still think it's weird that, like, game didn't have a way of telling me, like, where that thing is. Like, why would you hide this content? That was There's very content strange. You can completely miss because, not because the game wants to, like, make you find it, but just because, like, this is not marked well. It's weird. Um, that was like that was one thing there that was really weird. There's a couple other ways that I feel like the game just intention like just makes things take longer. Like I probably could have done without the helicopter ride into like all the time. If I could, if I had had a button to skip that, sometimes maybe I don't. Yeah, you know what? You got a good point. That's a very good like. You do have to sit and wait for that damn thing to land, and sometimes. But I think I think from the moment that you start off, um, the potential to shoot whatever's on the ground with your gun would also be an enjoyable part of the mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I, that. Oh. The, I think. Uh, I think the only reason I think that's the only reason why they kept it is because you could be playing Ride of the Valkyries while firing at like a ton of soldiers on your way into a base, and that's kind of why they. There left were a it couple in. times that I did that, even though that wasn't my main playstyle, just because I because that was available and I didn't want to try it out. I did do that. Yep, I totally did too. So like, fuck this base! I'm calling in my helicopter. <laughs> my gun's blazing. Right. Or I'm going in with a tank and I'm calling in my gunship. Fuck all of these. Alright. Cool. I think we've yeah, I think we've covered everything. We got it. Until until we'll do the next we'll do Metal Gear Solid six or or the real Metal Gear Solid five when it comes out. So making the announcement here right now in tw- in twenty fifteen. Uh, by, by the time this is published you guys will probably have heard the real story about how Konami and Kojima are really in a relationship together. Oh my gosh. It, still it was all just a big ruse. They're gonna announce Metal Gear Solid Number five. Quit teasing me. Metal Gear Solid Five. They're the in on it with the New York sold, Times. Stole the world. That's what. It, that's going to be going to be the subname. The subname is going to be the first and the last mission of Phantom Pain, the man who stole the world. That's right. The uh, the the New York Times is in on it too. They ran that op-ed on on how terrible people are getting treated at at a Konami and yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's all gonna so. be announced. They've spent three hundred million dollars to make it. It's coming. Holy shit! All right, that'll do us. Right. Uh, find us on coopmodereviews.com. Oh, co-opmodereviews.com. Um, we also have Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you probably already know about that. Rate us on iTunes and blah blah blah. SB takes care of all this other stuff. So. He'll be back. We'll be back with whatever game we're playing next. I don't know when this is coming out. Take care. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. And...